Christmas Eve 2018. Two years ago, when Universal first approached me to curate this collection, I jumped at the opportunity. I knew there was good stuff to be had, but as I delved into the cassettes and listened back, I belatedly realised what a treasure trove we had left behind. And as this seemed the final chance to put it all together and present a definitive picture of the chords, I have thrown myself into it with a passion. Five CDs from a group that released just one album in its entire career. Isn't that a bit self-indulgent? Maybe. Navel-gazing, possibly. Scraping the dead horse and flogging the barrel? I sincerely hope not. The chances are, if you're even reading this, that you were, or still are, a Chords fan, and that makes you special. Special to me, special to the Chords. We weren't a huge success. We remain something of a cult band. I think that's how you spell it. Despite being on top of the pops and having chart hits, and the fans that took us to their hearts really embraced us as their group, an almost fanatical devotion that resulted in arms adorned with Chords tattoos and fans traipsing the country in order to see us perform. I hope we returned that allegiance. It was perhaps when I started and administered the Chords fan club in mid-1980 that I fully realised just what we meant to some people and how important it was that we remain grounded, receptive, responsive. I still have hundreds of those fan club letters and not all of the writers were asking for their money back. And you've just heard the dulcet tones of Brett Buddy Ascot of the Chords. Welcome, Buddy. Thanks for joining me today in the Retrosonic Podcast Studios. As always, it's a complete pleasure. Thank you. And uh, we've just heard a reading from the booklet of the new, or the uh, sorry, the upcoming Chords box set, um, which uh, we're looking forward to. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about this uh, the box set and yep. how you've been involved with it? Yep. Um, I've got a phone call from Mark Brennan of. Um, well he's with Cherry Red and, and Caroline Records now and he'd been approached by Universal to put together a three CD box set for the chords mm. and I said oh, we've done that already Mark we did a two CD yeah. package in 2000 and what he was discussing everything had been released but it was now most of it was out of print to be fair mm. so they were looking at the original album and a, a CD of singles and B-sides mm. and a CD of the Peel Sessions and Live at the Rainbow. And I said I would do it, but I would only do it if we could also do some extra stuff. So they gave me another CD, which took us to four, and then I realised I wanted one more. And also that way we could sort of dedicate one CD to each member, past member of the Chords. And it all dovetailed together very nicely. Mm. Um now there are occasions on CDs four and five where if you're not a complete devotee you might think <laughs> mm, that might have best been best staying in the vault yeah. but as I say I don't think you're going to buy a five CD box set unless you're already a committed Chords fan and then I think you probably want to hear it yeah. I hope it will be of interest and I hope you will play it more than once but it's retailing for like 20 quid Oh, so it's good, good value then. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I had no yeah. idea because I, they didn't tell me what they were going to sell it for yeah. or how many they're going to mm. make. I just, I was just approached to do the whole thing um, from a kind of curating aspect, and mm. um, it was a pleasure. But it was very, very hard work. Mm. So this is pretty much a definitive collection of 
every chord song that was recorded? Is, yeah, there's is, a few. Have you hidden anything away still? For... There's, there's no. Well, there are. There are a few. Um, <laughs> there are a few tracks with uh, guide vocals that are best left on the cutting floor. Yeah, and yeah. Um, to save the blushes of the <laughs> guilty, I I could have ruined careers here, but I chose not to. And also, there were about three tracks on the last compilation in 2000, which I didn't repeat. So you need to get that as well if you want to have everything. Right. But I, I just wanted to use the space on these CDs to release new stuff where possible. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, looking forward to it. And, I mean, it's, I say it's good value. And you, you, you've read, just read a few extracts. So we're going to read some more a bit later, but you've read some, an extract from, your, from the booklet. Well, I'm um, very, very lucky. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, Caroline Universal have never done more than 24 pages in yeah. a booklet. And I rang Mark and I said, look, we've got all these endorsements. We've got all this uh, info. We've got all the recording details. I can't fit it in. We just couldn't cram it in. And he rang me actually on my birthday at lunchtime. And he said, when's your birthday? I said, today. He said, happy birthday. I'll put you 36 pages. <laughs> and I was actually knocked over. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so it's like a book, basically. Yeah. So it is good value, and I think every fan is going is to love it. I mean, they'll they'll, they'll send pretty... them all to sleep. They, we... Well, yeah, <laughs> might do, at least they'll go to sleep happy, having a chord song. Or... <laughs> but I, I think it's, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen any of the finished products yet. But uh... No, even I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, there were a few typos, so it had to go back to the factory and yeah. it got repressed. So I really wanted it to be released on September the 14th. Because that was 40 years to the day since the release of Now It's Gone. Yeah. But um, it's going to be in August, and I don't know when. I think it's just going to seep yeah. out, if you pardon sure. the expression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For men of our age, that's probably not... Yeah, cheers. Not, not a good comment, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Lovely. And also, the news has just been announced that you are going to be promoting this with a, a gig. You've got a launch party book. Well, Can you it, give us we could about that? Yeah, we could have just let it... Um, escape but I, I wanted to sort of celebrate what, what was three years work for me and what will be the final nail in the cords coffin and um, so we're doing a, a show on Friday September the 20th mm-hmm. in the smaller venue at the 229 Club in Great Portland Street okay. um, it will be me Martin Kip Mm-hmm. from the chords and Simon Stebbing standing in on guitar again as he did at Budstock and then Ewan a very very lovely man and promoter in Scotland approached me and said would you do one in Scotland and as that was a real hotbed of chords yeah. um, fanaticism I've got to say we, we readily agreed to do that yeah. But the earliest date we could all agree to do it and get up there is November the second. So it's a okay. bit of a yeah. bit of a gap between the two. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's and this last time we spoke, when you joined me in, in a podcast, was just before your Budstock. Yep. Um, event, which yep. was your the egotistical sixtieth explosion birthday. of a lifetime. And so in the, in and you didn't announce the special guest. Well, I didn't. I didn't you, know tell that, us about the special guest that appeared. At, well, at I knew that Damien was going to play. He had agreed to play, and that's Damien O'Neill. Damien, Damien O'Neill, sorry, yeah. And um, I didn't think there was any way that Bully would come over from Japan, but he had a few family issues in Ireland, so he was coming west anyway. And in a phone call a month before the party, he did let slip that he was coming yeah. and he was going to play. 
yeah. which was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it was the icing on the cake. I mean, Kip did a fantastic job, as he always did. Um, but then to get Billy and Damien up for the last two numbers yeah. was something pretty special. Yeah. And I don't often, I don't often appreciate a crowd because I'm sort of looking down or I'm thinking. Mm. But there were a couple of points in that set where I looked up and I thought, "Wow, yeah, I'm, n- I'm never going to see this again." Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to be there, and it was a really special moment. Although someone let it slip, didn't they, when they introduced you? The yeah, I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> was coming, was... Terry Rawlins, I think, <laughs> had had a few, <laughs> um, and did announce it. But I then swore at him from the other microphone yeah. and said, "No, we're talking about Bill's not here." Yeah, but it was too late. It was patently obvious that he was. Yeah, but it was a really special moment. You know, I mean, it, it, it made it. Um, yeah, and the, the, the interesting thing for me is that Billy and Kip. The two singers in the calls had never met. Oh right, okay. And oh, I didn't know that. Apparently, they met in the dressing room. Yeah. Sort of about half an hour before they played. Yeah. And I was sitting in the corner. Yeah. And I was so out of it with cramp and exhaustion that yeah. I didn't even realise what was happening. So you didn't introduce them. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't introduce them. But apparently, they just looked, took one look at each yeah. other and went, yeah. "Oh, hello, mate," and yeah, cuddled right. each other. Yeah. Which is fantastic, isn't it? Oh, that's great. There's no bitterness and yeah. no yeah. ill feeling on either side. Yeah. Well, there wouldn't be from Kip anyway, but yeah. No, it was a fantastic evening and a good success. And you raised a lot of money for your chosen charities, which we talked about. Well, thanks to before. thanks to Stuart Goodwin who who videoed it and then released a double DVD. Yeah. Um, we put all that money back in the pot, and so three and a half thousand pounds. Oh. Raised for charity, split five ways. You do oh. the maths. Yes. No, I, I won't. Really. <laughs> but it was a really special night, and congratulations on that because it was really good. Thank you. Never and to be repeated, um, despite requests. No. Well, you're getting close then to the with the two two nine gig. So uh, no, no, no. We'll be playing. We'll be playing for about forty five <laughs> minutes, and yeah. there will be a Q and A with yeah. the esteemed Alan May and Terry, Glory Boy Mod Radio. Glory Show. Boy Mod Radio oh, Show. Yeah. yeah. And Terry Rawlins will be doing a short reading from his new memoir, Bermondsey or Bust, because he was there at the first Chords gigs and he's going to read something yeah. relating to the very early days of the Chords. So okay, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, especially. So it's going to be more like a special event, Q&A. Yeah, um, and I'm not going to die of exhaustion. No, you're just going to play the one set this time. Play the one set and then yeah. have a few drinks, sign yeah. the box sets that yeah. will be on sale that night, he yeah. said, fingers crossed. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to it because there's no pressure after Budstock. This is a walk in the park. Yeah. Well, I'm um, good luck with that. You yes. know what I mean, it's it's going to be great, and good luck with the chords box set. And I think from from how you've described it, it just seems to be a fan's dream. You know, I mean, I said it's the sort of thing that any completist is going to want because you know it's hard to believe that the chords only ever release one official album. It, 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 um, in retrospect, it does seem um, very little. But yeah. we were always busy. We were always recording and demoing. And um, the way I've approached it, the whole thing, is as a love letter to Chords fans. Mm. That's the way I've thought about it. That they're the ones that it's aimed at. It's not for the group and it's not for myself. It is for Chords fans. Yeah. So this is your way of replying to all of those fan mail letters that <laughs> <laughs> when you were running the fan club. People occasionally... <laughs> that you didn't bother replying People to occasionally them. post a handwritten reply from me oh, really? on yeah. Facebook or something. Yeah. 
and uh, my writing was better then than it is now actually <laughs> well good luck with that and Thank you. Um, the, the good news is is that you've been very generous in that you're going to give us a little exclusive play of a couple of little unreleased tracks and demos from yeah there are there, there are over 40 unreleased tracks on this wow. so yeah are you sure it's only 20 pounds yeah it's uh, 19.99 on rough trade really i don't think it's on amazon yet wow <laughs> at least you're not in it for the money <laughs> <laughs> so um you're going to give us a little reading again a little bit of because you've, you've actually introduced each song you've gone through and done your little notes sleeve notes throughout the album haven't you yeah so um this is about uh the recording of the album demos um and in particular this track which is maybe tomorrow which you've probably you're probably aware of after the sumptuous splendor of phonogram studios and the simple yet functional confines of matrix and polydor it came as something of a shock when polydor stuck us in tpa tin pan alley studios in denmark street just before Christmas 1979. Though Denmark Street was a hotbed of music shops, instrument repair services and live bars, it had seen better days, and TPA had seen better centuries. Freezing cold, with walls covered in mould, the carpet nurtured several interesting cultures, and plaster fell from the ceiling once we started playing. But we got on with it best we could, as the real album sessions were to begin in less than a month. There are variations from the finished album in Billy's vocal phrasing, Chris's guitar motifs, the general arrangements, lyrics and drum patterns. Fairly radical ending to Maybe Tomorrow too. No credited producer or engineer. I can only assume that we were pretty much left to our own devices after they perished from hypothermia. Sometimes I go all quiet, lose all sense of time. 
the drums being kicked over in the studio fireworks exploding I think, you can, I think you can hear the frustration there that we've been <laughs> uh, signed dumped re-signed and uh, we still haven't we've only got one single out at that yeah. point which is crashed at number 67 or something <laughs> so yeah and that was a chords and maybe tomorrow and and we'll hear a, another song a little bit later in this episode and thank you buddy I mean, I'm look, looking forward to the, the box set very much and we've also been busy. I keep bumping into you uh, over the past sort of couple of months since we um, did the Budstock uh, podcast. Uh, we we went to the, see the Buscocks Pete Shelley tribute at the Royal Albert Hall, which made for an entertaining evening, didn't it? It was a, it was a great night. Um, I didn't have a ticket until the morning of the show, mm. and I looked on the Royal Albert Hall uh, website, and there seemed to be an empty box just mm. sort of to the to the left of the stage. And I thought, well, I've, I've sat in one of those boxes before, and it's not a bad view. So I bought one ticket in the corner of this box and yeah. kept checking it all day, and no <laughs> other tickets sold in this box. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm, I met you in the pub, yeah. unusually. Strangely enough. And we walked up, and sure enough, when we got up there, I said hello to Captain Sensible, yeah. I was able to sneak you two in, yeah. to the box and then we just kept adding the numbers didn't we, yeah. we, we, we well, it was fantastic because we were downstairs and then you said oh, there's only me in this box then I went down to the merchandise <laughs> desk at the front of the Albert Hall and I saw Damien from the undertones because yeah. we chatted and, and I said hey buddy's got a box <laughs> <laughs> so he said great I'm up in the, I'm up in the gods yeah. we're up in the gods don't do the voice don't no do the don't voice. do the voice <laughs> so he said <laughs> I said oh, I'm sure buddy wouldn't mind if you joined us and there was Damien came along and, um, and Viv and Viv and we had, had this um, fantastic view it was, it was great wasn't it and then, and then we kept collecting people yeah. so we had Andrew and Nicola mm-hmm. Lindsay yes we, we found them and any waifs and strays that we could yeah. just pick up we just dragged in but we kept trying to we kept going to the bar and then trying to avoid the security guard and yeah. going to bug in the yeah, but the, the security guards are pussycats there aren't they they're all yes. old yeah, sort of geriatric mind, yeah. <laughs> just smile at them and yeah. Say, well, would you mind opening the yeah. door again for us? Yeah. So it was, a, it was an interesting. I wasn't sure about going, you know, because obviously it was the, the tribute to Pete Shelley. Yeah. So I had sort of mixed feelings about it. Um, I'm not keen on the Albert Hall as a, unless you're in a royal box, of course. Oh yeah. As, yeah. as a rock. Yeah. Union, with royalty. With royalty, yeah. you know, like rock royalty, like yourself and Damien. <coughs> um, but it, it was. I'm really glad I went in the end because it was one of those sort of special events. Which um, opening up, you had penetration. Yep. Who I think is still fantastic. You know, I mean, they really are. Great, you know. I mean, they, they put on a good good show. She's got a, a really strong voice. Still, yeah, hasn't she? she's still got a fantastic voice, and I still think that you know they're one of those bands that they they did a release an album called Resolution a few years back. You know, and I think it's it's great. It's as good as some of their early songs. Yeah, and they actually ended on on a, one of their new songs or, or yeah. I songs. thought everyone expected them to end on Don't Dictate. Yeah, exactly. They? Yeah, but yeah. they didn't, and I think it 
It worked perfectly, so I'm going to play that now. This is Penetration from their recent album Resolution, and this is Beat Goes On. great track by Penetration, Beat Goes On, that's from their latest album, Resolution. And it went um, down really well live, didn't it? It did, that's it. They're, they're, it was strong enough to play amongst all their classics, yes. and um, I, I thought it was great. I've got a confession. Oh. The okay. Meat, the punk group I was in before the calls. <laughs> we supported, the legendary Meat. We supported Penetration. Did you really? That's an unfortunate pairing of names, though, isn't it? <laughs> yes, sounds like it. And yeah, the, 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 that does tie in nicely with a bit of synchronicity, and that John Mayer from Buzzcocks is actually playing drums on this and he played a new album but it, it's not it's a couple of years old now but that's a great pop song isn't it oh it's great it's a great record it's really worth getting you know I mean I said some bands when they reform they all trot out the hits and they become like a bit of a cabaret band but I think there are some acts where they, they write new material and they, they it does actually stand up really well you know but what did you think of this show I thought uh, 
I've got to be honest, I think the skids stole the show for me. I haven't seen them since they reformed, and I have heard from other people that he does the same kind of shtick every night with um, the jokes and everything. But I thought the joy and the celebration of the music in the performance and the humour just came over brilliantly. They also had the best sound of the night. They did. Hands down. They sounded fantastic from where we were sitting. Well, they, they filled the Albert Hall, didn't they? I mean, they made it their own. I mean, yeah. they had the anthem, all these anthemic songs, and they were perfect for the Albert Hall. And I mean, I saw them when they reformed at the Roundhouse, and we've done a lot of reports on that. Um, of course, Paul Slattery took a lot of their early photos. He's had a, oh. a, a book released of his skids photos. And yeah. he, he actually tore, went up to Dunfermline, took some pictures of Richard Jobson a couple of years ago, walking around the town, and he reported on their gigs. And we said the same thing, that they've still got this amazing energy and, and just sheer joy. You can't help but yeah. smile and, and laugh. I mean, And, I, and you're was, reminded of how many brilliant singles oh, they made. God, it was fantastic, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, when I was a kid, like, seeing them on top of the pops, you know, Masquerade and yeah. and all those classic tracks, you know, and, and they, they played them all perfectly. And, and Bruce Watson standing in for Stuart Adamson yes, with his son. Yes, from the country with his son, and they're brilliant. And, absolutely they? fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. attempt to... Right, Stuart Adamson out of it, and they mentioned him, didn't they? Yes, yeah, so well, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought it was a, it was a it was a fantastic part of the evening. Yeah. And um, so Buzzcocks had it all to do when they came on. I think they did. But I mean, Richard Jobson, I, I have to mention that he his dancing was still as fantastic as ever. Yeah. And was, he made comment to his dad dancing, didn't he, and all his funny dancing. Yeah. But he, and he, he, he plays on it. And he yeah, but it. he's very self-effacing. Yeah, and, and he did. I'm still nursing and a you, groin you, strain. From, I was going to say, have you recovered from no, the Richard Jobson? No, I'm still having physiotherapy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Because okay? <laughs> when you're in the royal box up there trying to do your Richard Jobson dancing, yeah. you did get a little bit worried about I've it. I've been told I'll never have children. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs>
Yeah, so I think after the skids, the, the Buzzcocks saw, or the or sort of Steve Diggle had it all to do, really, didn't he? And I think the, the sound suffered a little bit. He, um, he looked very nervous. Yeah. At the, at the whole, not just the size of the, of the venue, but the whole scale of the event. Mm. And the sound, for some reason, was dreadful for yeah. about three or four songs, wasn't yeah. it? Really mm. bad. I mean, that's only where we were, I suppose. Um, mm. I was glad I was there, same as you. Mm. I, I'm really glad. Um, what I missed was Pete's voice because Pete has got vulnerability Mm. but never veers on camp Mm. or being wishy-washy and it's very emotive and that's why I think certain vocalists serve the songs really well and the others really struggled yeah Um, because the concept with what they did they they had um, Steve in the current lineup with uh, Noko on additional guitars, who was with Magazine and yeah. with Luxuria, I think, with yeah. Howard Devoto. And then he invited guest singers along, didn't he? So we had Dave Amy of The Damned, Captain Sensible, um, there was Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth, who I thought was fantastic. Yeah, he was very good. Um, we had Peter Perrett of The Only Ones. Yeah. And Pauline Murray and Richard Jobson also came on. Um, and I think you're right I think it was very difficult because you do realise not just on Pete's vocals but I think his guitar is really underrated as well he had that I mean Steve obviously is a great guitarist and he's got more of the rock sensibility but I think Pete had that slightly off-kilter guitar and I think he slightly missed that a little bit you know but I think we both agree that the best vocalist on the night or when Peter Perry did really well because I think he's got that voice yeah yeah but um, they had Tim Burgess of the Charlatans yeah yeah, well, he's saying, which is what is probably my favourite Buzzcock song, mm. um, you say you don't love me, and I think he did a really good job on it. Yeah. Because he had, he's got the right um, quality to his voice yeah. that, that just lends itself to the lyrics. I think you're right. I think he went down really well. I think that was... That, and I just think he showed a perfect understanding of, of the song, and I think he looked quite honoured to be there, you know, which was nice. You know. And you... This was a song, as you mentioned, is one of your favourite Buzzcock songs anyway. Yeah, play it. You say you don't know. Yeah. 
Buzzcocks with You Say You Don't Love Me, which was from a different kind of Tension album, which we both thought was a little bit underrated, didn't we? We both liked that album. I think it's probably my favourite of the three, mm. which is a little bit controversial, but the, yeah. some of the longer tracks, like I Believe and yeah. A Different Kind of Tension, mm. they're just groundbreaking for me. Yeah. Well, they were, weren't they? I mean, this is the thing with Buzzcocks. You always you imagine them all this, like, the short, sweet, you know... Uh, punk pop songs but they, they had a lot of quite avant-garde almost like kraut rock sort of songs I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw a question at you now yeah yeah they did like their kraut rock big big can i think were a big yeah, influence yeah. On, on pete especially yeah. um so if um if the sex pistols were the beatles what were the buzzcocks oh that's a good question isn't it there isn't correct answer to this <laughs> oh i don't know the kinks yes Spot on. Yeah, they've got the brilliant two and a half minute, three minute singles, and yeah. they've got the, the social commentary sometimes. Yeah. But I, I think that's that's how I think. There's a slight edge to them as well sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah so, I mean, they're, they're. Yeah. If you want to carry that analogy on, then oh, that's obviously, good one. Yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. the stranglers of the doors. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Oh, I but they claim never to have known the doors. You know, Did they? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were just hanging around. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but I don't know which one is the who, whether it's the clash or the damned. Well, the damned would have been the who, wouldn't they? The chaos, the, the, the sort of. They've got the drummer. The who, yeah. So that they've makes the, the clash the stones. Pretty much the. The claim, mm, yeah, that's a difficult one. I could run. <laughs> so write your answers in yeah. on a postcard. Yeah, we want to see a big rock family tree <laughs> interlinking 60s and 70s British groups. Yeah. But again, a nice bit of synchronicity. We're talking about John Mayer and uh, for Buzzcocks and a different kind of tension. We The week before the Albert Hall gig, there was a, a pop-up shop yep. thing, exhibition yep. of Malcolm Garrett's Buzzcocks art. Which was great, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was a f- free thing. And, and there was also a signing. So you had um, Steve Garvey, John Mayer, S- Steve Diggle was there. And also Richard Boone was there. And yeah. I think Malcolm Garrett was there for a little bit, but he just what disappeared. And Alan Parker, I Alan think, Parker, is their, yeah. their old road manager. Yeah, I think. yeah. So there, it was uh, an exhibition just off Oxford Street, wasn't it, in, in London, in, yeah. in a gallery. And they did a signing because they re- they've re-released um, the albums on vinyl, on coloured vinyl, beautiful 40th anniversary editions. And I picked up a copy of a different kind of tension on the day, which is, again is one of my favourite albums, and got it and got it signed, which was great. And um, the good news was, is he finally got John Mayer to sign your famous bass drum skin, didn't you? He, he was a, a, a real missing name for me, a real headline name. He, he's we've spoken about this before, but. You know, I'm a huge fan of his drumming, and he was a big influence yeah. on me and hundreds of drummers. Mm. He, he, he seemed to come out of nowhere with um, his style, and if you hear any of his drumming, you know immediately it's him. Yeah. And when I met him, I said, "If you ever listen to anything that I've ever done, John, you'll probably hear yourself yeah. Yeah. an echo of it." Anyway. Yeah. But it was great, and you finally got the drum. Yeah, which we're still doing. I mean, we did the I'm podcast with you come on two years ago. Still now, hoping it? for Rat Scabies. Still yeah. hoping for Topper. Still hoping for Martin Chambers. So yeah, it goes on, but there's not much space left. Yeah. So you got you haven't got long to go to, to fill it up, and then you're going to auction this off for charity. For yeah, it should the roll out the barrel. Roll out the barrel. Which, trust. Yeah. Again, you can you can check the archive of Retrosonic Podcast um, for our special edition with Buddy, where he talks about the, the, the his career 
and also um, talks we're about the, the signing of the. the we're still the banging on about it. I know. We, we're going to. We're waiting for the auction. <laughs> I want to put my bid in. <laughs> You've got some fantastic names on there: yeah. Mason and Pink Floyd. Yeah. You know, I mean, who else have you got on there now? Just Clem Burke, Rick Buckler, oh, John yeah. Coughlin, Dave Ruffy of the Ruts, Steve White. Yeah, fantastic. You know, well, list, it's a musician's The list is endless until it gets yeah. to the end of the list. Yeah, 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 it was great. And it was nice to um, to, to see Johnny get that signed and uh, yeah. so get all our, our good old records signed. It was a good warm-up to the Royal Albert Hall gig as well, wasn't it? it was yeah, nice was that a week so. later? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was and we popped into the Who pop-up shop and Then on there was the same a Who day, pop-up shop, which, which was, was great. You know. a bit more of a commercial exercise, Yeah, very commercial, it? very expensive and very... Because they were selling the, the... You went to see them at the at the Wembley, didn't you? But, uh, yeah. And this seems a good time to revisit the Chords box set and uh, have another reading from your liner notes. OK, this is Nowhere Land... It's another Chris Pope composition. Another song that would grace the final show at the Marquee in 1981, this would have been a mainstay of a second Chords album. Those funny drums you can hear, Rototoms. They were all the rage back then, honest. (laughs) Kip copes well with the verbose lyrics and Martin's bass playing is a revelation. Recorded at Polygram Studios, January 1981.
faces Criticize is all they can do Does it hurt to remain so nameless? Does it feel comfy inside your shoes? Chords and Nowhere Land, and that they said that's an unreleased track. Yes, yeah, so it was just a, <coughs> it was a demo that never saw the light of day. It was yeah. um, originally written for the called second album, which never happened. So See, to uh, me, that that sounds like it would have been a perfect single. It would have been a, it just got that it's got that sound. Of it. it would have been a great seven inch. It would have been a great seven inch single. But what you've got to remember is that by early eighty one, music has really moved on mm. from when we started two years earlier. So the mod revival was being superseded, well, it had been superseded by the Scar revival, the Rockabilly revival, yes. and New Romanticism was coming through. Yeah. And we, you know, we sounded like a rock and roll group. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Because then it was all the, the hardcore punk thing and the oi thing, wasn't it? It was all splintering off into different... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. the oi thing came along. Um, yeah. So we, we were still feeding off those influences. The skids. Yeah. You know, well, I was saying the guitar motive for the beginning yeah. almost sounds quite like a Stu Adamson skids riff, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. And, and um, we would go on to share the same producer. Oh, no, we had already. We, yes, Mick right. Gossett had produced yeah. Billy's last single. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame, isn't it, that um, you never got to really release those songs on that second album. Um, but the good news is, is that for fans, is that they can, you can get them all in this fantastic new box set. You'll get a, you'll get a sketch of what that album would have sounded like. Yeah. Are you releasing it as you would have done the album on one of the discs? No, it's too too disparate. uh, There are instrumentals, there are unfinished songs, there's demos, there's um, Kip's Audition, which Mm. is uh, a version of So Far Away with a long guitar solo in the middle. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, It must be. It must be quite great to to go back, (laughs) But the good news is that you're you, you're not just wallowing in nostalgia here. You've, you are still very much active and out there behind your drum kit, and you're obviously, as a lot of people know, you're with the Fallen Leaves, and you've just released a brand new live album. I finally made it onto album after three and a <laughs> yeah. half years. Yeah, and yeah. it's live at the Hope and Anchor. Yeah. With a photo of the twelve bar on the cover, which which threw me a little bit when I opened. Oh, you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, but but you know, it's uh, obviously that we missed the twelve bar and the fallen leaves pretty much made it their home, you know. And um, but you've been doing the residency at the Hope and Anchor. Uh, just preceding the live album is that we produced, um, we've released two seven inch singles, mm. total of four tracks that we've recorded live in the studio, no overdubs, and mm. um, we're very pleased with it actually. Yeah. And this track is called So Much More. Talk to me about your friends. Now see the truth can bend. I try to make you understand. What about the books I've read? All the things are left unsaid. I try to make you understand. Make you understand. I know you came to 
and so much more and that's one of the sides of the two singles that you've just got released on your own parliament records and apparently you've got uh, I know we were talking about the chords box set launch party at the 229 in September but the day after you're doing the launch party for the Fallen Leaves live album yeah I should be looking at about three hours sleep because the <laughs> very next night on Saturday September the 21st the Fallen Leaves are playing at the launch party for the live album uh, and that should be a exciting night. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's um, your new spiritual home after the 12 bar. Yep. And you'll have uh, copies of the album for sale on the night as well, will you? Yes, we will. So you better get practising your old autograph, because you're going to be signing a lot of records over that weekend, aren't you? The problem is, 
it's a bit like signing travellers' checks. After the first three or four, it just becomes a scrawl, a line. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I really admire people who take the time to put a proper signature on. Yeah. But unfortunately, my handwriting is terrible at the best of times. Yeah. Oh, that's no excuse, mate. You know, you've got to look after your customers. Yes. Yeah. But um, that's the 21st of September at the Hope and Anchor. Yep. The day after the Chords box set launch at the 229 the venue. So you've got a busy weekend and, uh, and good luck with that, buddy. Thanks. Hopefully it won't be quite as busy as the night we recorded it when um, people were, couldn't get in and had to stand in the upstairs bar. And yeah, stuff. I was there that night. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm sure it'll be a great night. And you've also, um, I don't know, you've been busy, you know, but you've also been producing bands as well, haven't you? And we discussed your production with the band Proper. Yeah, and we played a sort of um, a demo of uh, Sinister in the last episode that we did together, in episode 33. And I've just been sent the finished products, and they do look remarkable. They look a million dollars, really, don't they? Really lovely little package CDs. Yeah. There's, there's two CDs, isn't there? And you've produced one of the EPs. Yeah, the other one was produced by Dave Cairns of Secret Affair. Mm-hmm. It's not a competition which one is better, but <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely in the top one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, now I'm really pleased with everything about it, I, mm. not just the artwork, but the, the mastering and mm. the, the whole... And your production, of course. The production just took care of itself. They just, they were fantastic on the day. They, they tried everything that was suggested, rejected things that didn't work yeah. as they should. And um, they know their own mind and they know mm. what they want. And it's, it, was, it was easy. They were all pulling in the same direction. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I said they're two nicely packaged CDs. It's good to get them, that sort of the artwork, the, the sort of in simpatico artwork, aren't they? You know, yeah. The different, there's like um, BA and DC, they're named, aren't they, the EPs? It's yeah, really good. I, I didn't know anything about that. So it was a very pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But yeah, this uh, is also the track called The Resolve.
That was proper and a track all about uh, the um, hangover cure medicine. It's called the Resolve. <laughs> and do you enjoy the production side of things? Uh, I enjoyed it far more than I thought I would. Um, partly because they were so receptive to ideas in the rehearsal studio, and partly because I was working with Pat Collier, who is just oh, he's just yeah. a dream boat to work with because yeah. there's no dramas. Um, and he, he usually knows exactly what you're talking about mm. when you say, I want more of this or less of that. Yeah. He, he gets it. Yeah. And are you going to do more production work? Have you got anything lined up? Um, yeah, more with proper. Yeah. Um, they've sent me a couple of demos, very good songs. Uh, we might hone them a little bit. There'd be probably less for me to do. Yeah. Just go along and do a bit of cheerleading. But I'm not wearing that little skirt again. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not an image I want to think about. Yeah. You know. And we had a great day out at the Summertown Festival in July, and uh, it was nice to see you there. Keep bumping into you. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm stalking you, or vice versa. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to get on the podcast again, don't you? I was very disappointed you didn't have a box at the Summertown uh, Festival. No, a bit difficult at Summertown Festival. Yeah. It was a street party, just um, you could by... You could a cardboard box. <laughs> I could have done, yeah. Yeah, I could have done. Wouldn't have been as good as a royal box at the Albert Hall, though. But it's a great um, street carnival festival Thing, um, it was a good atmosphere. Wasn't it was it? great, wasn't it? Fantastic. Yeah. And I, I went there for the first time last year because one of our favourite bands of Retroman Blog, Ogunquit, uh, guitarist Simon Wilde is one of the organisers. And this year they've improved it. There are bigger stages, there's more yeah, acts. Yeah. And we were so impressed with Peter Perrett at the Royal Albert Hall Buzzcocks gig. And he was appearing with his um, new band because he's got a great new album out. They appeared to be playing on a giant bouncy castle, didn't they? <laughs> it did. It was one of these inflatable stages. Yeah, it was weird. It was fantastic, but it was a, it was a great gig. Uh, loads of people there to see him. And we had the added bonus that um, the two other surviving members are the only ones um, made an appearance, um, John Perry and Alan Mayer, and they run through a couple of the classics. They were fantastic. I don't know when they'll ever play again. Those no, three I, originals. I, I don't know. It's very rare, isn't it? I mean, I saw them a few years ago at a festival in Inverary, and uh, it, was, it was a great show, just as the only ones. But it was a really special moment to see them back on stage, yeah. and they played a few tracks. Yeah. Although the current group are also excellent. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to get onto that, because we could have easily played... I mean, like, for example, everyone was singing along to Another Girl, Another Planet. Yeah. Um, it's easy to pick one of their tracks, but... Similar to um, Penetration, um, Peter's new album, he's got a great new solo album out called Human World, and I think he's really on top form at the moment. He's got a, he's got a great band, uh, including two of his sons, and this record is, is, is brilliant. It's, it's a great album, and I'm going to play a track called Once Is Enough. Crazy as fuck 
She's got a heart so big it hurts So many times when once is enough Convinced herself she don't need love If I'm out of line thinking about her all the time I don't even mind, I know she don't think twice It's just a fantasy, there is no you and me I gotta learn to take my own advice Waiting through the silence that is screaming at me She left a deep impression that is screaming at me Once is enough But his voice was always frail, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. And always yes. um, betraying kind of hidden grief or something, yeah, something definitely. dark. Yeah. But now it's it, it's sort of matured and mm. it's a bit richer. Yeah. But it's still got those mm. those qualities. Yeah, definitely. But he always had that sort of frail voice, didn't he? Which is yeah, why, yeah. why I think he suited doing the Buzzcock song. Yes, I agree. Yeah, well, you know. But this is a great record. It's called Human World, and that's a track called Once Is Enough. And I love that line. I've got a friend who's crazy as fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah. just look, I might be looking at one over there. You know, <laughs> on the microphone. But, you know, it's great. Peter Perrett, you know, what a, what a, what a great opportunity to see them. And the surviving members are the only ones together as well, you know. I like, I like the way they dedicated the, that song to the, uh, the, the dearly departed drummer. Yes, it was nice, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And that's Summerstown Festival, and I recommend you checking that out. It's normally around about the 13th of July, that weekend, so look out for that next year, because I'm sure it's going to get bigger and better. Yeah. And talking about Peter Perrett and, you know, penetration and bands that are still out there doing it and making great records, I saw Robin Hitchcock um, a couple of weeks ago in a great venue called The Boiler Room in Guildford, which I recommend people checking out. It's a fantastic little venue. Was it busy? Um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty busy, but it's a small venue, and... I love Robin Hitchcock. I'm a massive yeah. fan of him. And this is one of his, the best shows I've seen him play. Right. He, um, he's just a solo with, with his acoustic guitar. And then he also had this guy called um, Davy Lane, who's an Australian guitarist, who was in a band called UMI, and he's a big, uh, you know, obviously plays with a lot of musicians over there in Australia. But I just thought they, they just had to put on this fantastic show. And he plays songs from all throughout his career, from Soft Boys, Venus 3. He's a great songwriter, isn't he? And, and he's still doing it as well. And um, his latest album is one of the, well, the best he's done for, for, for ages. It's just a really strong record. How old would he be now? Mid-60s, isn't he? He must be. Oh, he's a teenager. Yeah. Uh, it was a great show. And as I said, I'm going to play a track from his, um, his latest album, a self-titled album. And here's a great track from Robin Hitchcock called Mad Shelley's Letterbox. Time. Is written on your face And the cold white arms of memory embrace you Love is all we lay to waste 
that was power pop tastic. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. That's he's got a, he uses chords in a really interesting way. He doesn't go oh, where yeah. you think he's going to go. No, that's why I love him. I mean, he's, he's such a fantastic guitarist as well as a singer and songwriter. You know, and, and every when you watch him play live, you know, he often plays just with an acoustic, and you're watching him play, and it's totally off key. You don't know what's coming next. He know? doesn't sound sixty six, does he? Is he 66? <laughs> I thought you said that. <laughs> there must be. Oh, no, he's fantastic. And he's another one of these people which is still making fantastic records. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so that's from the, the, the latest album, self-titled album, Robin Hitchcock, of course. And, and well worth getting hold of, you know, and he's out there touring. He's playing at the Union Chapel soon in, in London, and um, I'm definitely going along to see that. You are? Yeah. I definitely. don't like that venue much. No, it's not a good venue. But I think it suits more of an acoustic show, and he tends to play acoustic it's not a good rock venue it's a little no. bit like the Albert Hall you know but if you've got like an acoustic it's a great setting the Union Chapel you know and have you seen anything new recently buddy any any bands that uh, to I am currently in thrall to the Fontaine's DC all right yeah CD yeah. that's mm. quite difficult to say <laughs> um, Eddie Pillar mod about town introduced me to them yeah and um, I think they're really really good um they possibly a little bit too knowing at that age. It's yeah. quite polished yeah. in a punky way. Yeah. But um, I think they've got some songs, they've got attitude, they look great, and um, I would like to see them live, actually. Yeah. Are you going to play a track? Yeah, please. Um, should we play Boys in the Better Land? When the room is spinning and the words aren't sticking And the radio's on a better runaway model With a face like sin and a hat like a James Joyce novel Saying sister, sister, how I missed you, missed you Let's go wrist to wrist and take the skin off of a vista If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car, get out of here. Well, put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land Driver's got names to fill two double barrels He spits out, grits out, only smokes carols And he's refreshing the world in mind, body and spirit Mind, body and spirit, you better hear it and fear it Oh, that's the spirit Saying sister, sister, how I missed you, missed you Let's go wrist to wrist and take the skin off of a vista If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar Doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car, get out of here Yeah Put the boys in the better land You're always talking about the boys in the better land the boys in the better land 
about the boys in the better land You're always talking about the boys in the better land The boys in the better land Got names to fill two double barrels. He spits out, breaks out, only smokes carols. And he's refreshing the world in mind, body, and spirit. Mind, body, and spirit. You better hear it, I fear it. Ah, oh, that's the spirit. Saying sister, sister, how I missed you, missed you. Let's go wrist to wrist and take the skin off of a blister. If you're a rock star, pawn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car, get out of here. Yeah. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about those boys in the better land. The boys in a better land. That was Fontaine's DC and The Boys in the Better Land, and that's taken from their latest LP. And they remind me, I mean, I'm a bit old now, they remind me of a little bit like Blue Aeroplanes and A, a House. That's the half spoken. Someone mentioned, lyrics. Somebody mentioned The Fall. Yeah, I think there's a bit of Fall in them as well. But it's you know. a bit more melodic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but there's something there. You know, I think they've got that sort of uh, the vocal delivery. Thank you, buddy. I've been um, busy myself. It's all about you this episode, but I've also been a bit busy. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. I went down to the, um, the Beatwave Weekender in Hastings, which is run by Ian Duncan and Justin of the Frat Cave. And it's a free weekend of great music, normally sort of garage psych music and Galileo 7 played there was a surprise appearance by Graham Day and um, they, they have some sort of great bands over the weekend and while I was down there I bumped into Calvin of the No Things and he was proudly clutching a plastic bag full of their new single their vinyl single so I picked up a copy and here is a great track this is um, Sleeping Pills for Bad Boys and this is taken from the new 7 inch single Miracle Man and here it is this is the No Things
that was really good. A very, um, very energetic. But what I'd really like to hear is him singing in French. (laughs) Wow. For you, buddy, I can do anything. And yeah, yeah, singer Laurent from The No Things is also in Le Boff, who happened to have a new album out on Dirty Water Records, and I picked up a copy of that down at uh, the the sort of Beatway Weekender. So your wish is my command, buddy. And here is Le Boff and Fandemont. Sacre bleu. is my command that was Laurent who's in the No Things who also sings in Le Boff who had uh, got a great new album out Voila on Dirty Water Records so there you go buddy Laurent singing in French and English Magnifique and while I was down at um, Beatwave we saw Galileo 7 who were great and they did the cover version of X-Ray Specs's the day the world turned day glow with um, Viv singing on vocals which was a real little without, treat without sax no, she played it on the keyboard. She played it oh, okay. on the riff. So it was a great uh, end, uh, chaotic end to the gig. 
And that again ties in a little bit of synchronicity because recently I went to a book talk at the British Library where you had uh, Jordan Mooney doing her Defying Gravity autobiography, mm-hmm. talking about her time with Vivian Westwood and Malcolm McLaren and Adam and Yance. Fantastic uh, book. And you had Celeste um, Bell and Zoe Howe, who, and Celeste obviously is Polly Starring's daughter, and they re- released this fantastic book about Polly's life called Dayglow. And it's a great book, and a very moving book, and it was, it was quite emotional to hear Celeste talk about Polly and her story. And I'd like to play an X-ray Specs track. And this is uh, The Day the World Turned Dayglow. to remember how shocking and groundbreaking she appeared yeah. when when I mean to get to the top of the pops sounding and looking like that like nothing else it was it's remarkable isn't it oh totally inspirational you know I think that's what the book was all about I mean this the book talk was mainly about sort of women in punk so you know you had um, I mean Zoe Howe's written some great books. She wrote a book about the slits. You have Vivian Goldman, who's just released a book called about she punks, about all sort of feminist punk. And uh, it, it was it was a really inspiring chat. Yeah, but check out the books. Um, there's a report on the blog 
with links um, to, to the book talk and how you can get uh, all of the books as Omnibus Press have sort of published them all. Um, well, thank you, buddy. It's been a pleasure, as always, um, chatting to you. The nine hours have flown by, Steve. <laughs> I've had a ball. <laughs> well, if we didn't stop laughing all the way through it, you know, we've got to got this done in an hour. Yeah, you know, we have had a few. I missed my last train now, you know. But uh, thanks very much, buddy. It's great to hear about that you're still so busy um, with all your different projects. And um, hope you've enjoyed this episode, everybody. You can check out the blog www.retromanblog.com uh, for the corresponding feature where I've got links to where you can uh, buy all these lovely bits of music and uh, check out all the gigs and uh, get your tickets. Um, and to play us out, I'm um, down in uh, at the Beatwave Weekender. Uh, we saw the Charles Napiers. And here's a track from there. This is Mondo Ray album, and this is Harry Sledge. Available for sale for the first time. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> we were that close to getting it right. <laughs> don't, don't say what. There's no logic to this. <laughs> we were we were that close to finishing. <coughs> oh dear. Right. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <sighs> Take two.